and welcome to the St. Martin's Athletics Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Burns, and joining us in the third episode is Saints baseball coach, Kelly Gow. He'll be joining us a little bit later, but first let's break down what happened here at St. Martin's this last weekend. And we started off with a very exciting five hours of volleyball, and it was a head coaching debut for Saints' new coach, Dan Banky, and he went out and did something that hadn't been done since October of 2001. The Saints beat the Falcons of Seattle Pacific in an epic five-set match. The Saints dropped the first two before rallying to come all the way back and win, taking that one three to two. And then in the second game of that doubleheader, the Saints ultimately fell to the Falcons in a five-set match as well. Saints start the year one and one. For baseball, they went on the road to Western Oregon, taking down the Wolves in the first game, 7-6, to six, before dropping the second one all-around performance as the Saints put up seven runs in that first game. Really spread out effort, and it was James Gunther who came in in the ninth inning to shut the door and seal the win for the Saints. Women's basketball, they went on the road first at Warner Pacific, taking down the Knights 61-51 to on Thursday before returning home, their final home game of the year. And they went 79-46 to over the Knights, and they claimed their second consecutive winning season under head coach Christy Martin as they finished the year 7-6 and overall. Men's basketball also wrapped up their 2021 season going on the road to Seattle Pacific, ultimately dropping that one, 95-61. Goy Wang came out with a career-high 14 points for the Saints in the losing effort. Men's soccer also began their 21 season, taking on the Nighthawks of Northwest Nazarene, and they fought to a 1-1 double overtime draw against a very tough Nighthawks team. In the rain and the wind on Thursday, they fell on Saturday in the second game of the week, 2-0 to the Nighthawks. And then for Saints softball, they were at home on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, taking on Montana State Billings. It was Abby Runyon who pitched another complete game shutout, blanking the Yellow Jackets, and the Saints won 2-0. Brittany Patrick delivered the two-run bomb in the first inning to lift the Saints to a victory. And then in the second game, the Yellow Jackets took an early 6-1 lead, but the Saints rallied all the way back to win 10-6 to complete the sweep. Their game on Sunday was canceled due to rain, so the Saints softball improves to 7-1 on the year. And those weren't the only sports all happening. Track and field also began their week at the Pacific Lutheran PLU Open. Some great showings for the Saints across the board. Josh Schultz taking first place in the long jump with his 6.67-meter leap. Jack Farrell second in his event as well. Michaela Worthy taking first place in the 100-meter dash, cracking that 12.5-second barrier, finishing at 12.46 seconds. 
And Johanna Zilla taking second place in the hammer throw at 42.59 meters. Busy week for the Saints last week. Now we're going to go ahead and bring on our guests for tonight, Kelly Gow, head men's baseball coach here at St. Martin's. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you having me. Excited to talk a little baseball and spring is in the air. Yeah, I may not feel like it with the weather right now, but hopefully we can catch some breaks here soon. Coach, I'm going to go ahead and, and go back a few years here on you to start. We're going back to when you took over this program Saints are Saints are at a very difficult crossroad, losing head coach Ken Garland midseason, and and you had to step into one of the hardest spots. Um, you know, how did you personally, you know, handle that and, and come into this team going, you know, you have to take over and and make this team your own. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. I, I really credit the players that we had that year. Um, a lot of veteran players. Um, for them to have to go through that at the same time, it was kind of that, you know, we're all in this together, kind of a team, you know, bring together type situation. And um, it, we let guys just show their emotions, right, and be able to feel however they wanted to feel um, at times. And, and things were raw and, and, and there was challenges throughout. But <clears throat> I, I think that, you know, baseball and, and sport in general is such a good release for for everyone um, to be able to, you know, compartmentalize some things for a while and and be about be able to just go out and play and, and and try to get better. But it was a tough situation for all of us, and you know, we we still keep Ken and, and wife Kathy on on our hearts and minds, and we're able to stay in communication with her and and her kids and and grandkids that are going to be great athletes here very soon. Well, and, and in that first year, despite all that hardship, you did something that. Saints program had never been able to do not only reaching the GNAC tournament you went on to the GNAC championship game I remember that first game against Montana State Billings that was a a, you know absolute grind match between the two pitchers but then you come back the next day and you take down Northwest Nazarene three to two you you go into the nightcap and knock off the you know the favorite Western Oregon there, nine to two to go play Billings once again. You know that that was such a special time, and it really seemed like the community rallied behind you. What was that like for you as your first year as a coach, head coach? It, it was kind of a it's it was our players. I mean, I, as much as you know, as much as we can control things and manage things, it, it was our players going out and, and taking care of business. Um, again, we had that same veteran group that had been through so much, um, and and I think my my thought is is when you get to game day, especially in a conference tournament setting, you just want to let your guys go out and play, right? Keep them loose, keep them having fun. There's already pressures that are amounted in, in a championship-type setting, and, and the worst thing you can do is, is to apply more pressure on them. So um, it, was, it was a real grind um, playing late that night to, to Billings to have to turn around early the next day for a doubleheader, and, and our guys just went out and competed um, and played really well, and and we try to keep things loose and light and, you know, it's, it's so much more of a fun, you know, atmosphere with, with that going on. But there was a lot of, uh, that Nazarene game was a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, guys eventually stepped up, made a big play at the end to, to get out of that one. And then that Western game at the end was just, you know, we're the loose team and, and maybe they were a little bit, you know, tighter in that situation because, you know, you're playing that underdog role where, you know, take the pressure off and, and just go out and play. And, and our guys definitely went out and played in that in that setting. Well, and then you go to the next year, obviously 
no more no more sleeping on St. Martin's as you guys went all the way to the title game, right? You have high expectations. You're starting the season off very strong, and then COVID hits and shuts everything down. You know, how how did you personally, you know, go through that when you have such high expectations for this team and obviously you want to see the guys compete? You know, how were you able to kind of compartmentalize that and get through that? Yeah, I think um, at the time it was really tough. I, I think just with our seniors in that moment, um, we were on a bus to to Nazarene to play a series. It's probably almost exactly a year ago to this date, um, you know, this week at least, that, that we were on the road to, to Nazarene off of a, a series win with Billings um, and then get turned back around. We are checking Twitter that day, and it's the Pac-12 is out, the SEC is out. All this kind of stuff trickled downhill, and and eventually we got word, and um, we had a good meal with our guys down in Vancouver, and and uh, we came back up, and and it was kind of unknown at that time, you know. I, I think again the seniors were really emotional because they you know had their seasons end to something that was out of their control, um, so obviously emotions were pretty raw there. We we brought them in specifically when we got back and and talked about having some semblance of a you know a season an inter squad world series or something we could do internally to try to at least give them something to hang their hats on and and unfortunately in the days after that you know everything got kind of taken away um so we tried to stay in communication as best we could with guys um you know let people go home and and be with families and be safe um you know but it was it was a tough time you know i i think uh it was kind of that empty feeling and you know fortunately we really get back this fall and, and I credit our department and, and our school and our, our university for allowing us to go full bore because I know that a lot of other places weren't able to do that um so for us it's it's been you know take each day in stride and 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 now you you don't know when you know something could change you know so as a player as a coach it's it's treating each day with with an opportunity to get better and and um not taking anything for granted because you, you just don't know when when your career is going to end and 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 hopefully it doesn't happen to something that's out of your control um but at the same time there's kind of that renewed energy when we got back going this fall and then i know guys were you know fired up to do daily baseball activities again yeah and and that leads me to my next question you know your time as a player your time as a coach you've never had to deal with you know spread out six feet apart in pods you know just the just to try and get back to even like you said some of the basics and you know um, kind of getting those guys back to normalcy. Um, you know what have been what's been some one challenges, but also two some things that you've learned as a coach. You know that you'll kind of take out of this as you know uh, you know with the COVID and, and stuff of this is what we have to do. This is like what you said we can't take it for granted. You know what have been some some thoughts that you've had on on coming back to play. Yeah, and I think, I mean, being a, a baseball coach in the Northwest, we were just talking about this off air, um, th there's a lot of unpredictability with, with weather, um, with weather with teams in, in our conference, whether that's snow or rain or, or cold or whatever it is. Um, so our schedules are, are really constantly changing in, in the spring in a normal year um, to where we might be moving venues, we might be switching opponent sites. You know, we're constantly looking at all this information to try to make the best decision for us to be able to play. Um, and, and this really is no different. You know, there's there's restrictions. There's things you can do, you can't do, um, you know, but 
but it's an opportunity to, to still be able to, you know, compete a little bit, whether that's hitting in a small group, whether that's bringing out pitchers at a certain time. Um, you know, it, it's taking whatever you can do and try to make the best of it. Um, and again, it's a testament to our school that not only how have, have we been able to, you know, practice and play throughout the entire year, but, you know, also be able to do full team practices. You know, I, I think a lot of other locations are, are stuck in pods and, and small groups for not now, but at least at an extended period of time in the fall and, and early, uh, early winter, spring period. But, you know, for us being able to go full practice, if it, if it means, you know, a little bit of restrictions here and there, um, you know, we'll take it in stride. And, you know, I, it's not the most fun thing for, for guys to have to deal with as players and whatnot. And it's not fun for coaches to have to constantly monitor and, and talk about these things. But at the same time, I, I think getting back on the field now and playing in a game, you know, there's sacrifices that you put in in order to have that that chance to compete and I think we'll all do it at the drop of a hat if it means we get to play in a game again yeah I, I can't tell you even though our first home game we had what 30 mile an hour winds and it was a little bit cold out there you know it was just nice being able to back on the field I'm gonna switch some gears on you here and uh you know take you back to your playing days you were a all conference all region second baseman over at central Washington you know there's Going back to if you were 2011 and you, you could have a conversation with yourself and say, hey, in, by the end of the decade, you're going to be taking St. Martin's to a GNAC championship. You're going to be the head coach. What do you think Kelly Gow as a senior would have been saying? I, I think I'd want to hit more doubles, honestly, uh, as, as well as I played that single year as a senior. Uh, you know, I, I just think... Uh, you know, you always want more, right? You always want to be a little bit better. And, and so I, I think you take everything, everything that you, you were given at this, at the time. And, and, you know, whether that's different people that kind of impacted you as coaches growing up and, and try to make it the best experience as you possibly can. And now as a coach, you're taking things you learn as a player and you learn from those coaches, whether good or bad or indifferent, um, and, and try to model that to try to put the best experience possible for our players and, and have a chance to win. But, no, I still remember that that last game we played at Billings. I ended the career in a strikeout, swinging, fortunately. Um, but I remember that bus ride back home and having kind of this reflective process going back all the way to kind of Little League days and just really playing out that that playing process and, and having the mindset that I didn't really want it to end. You know, I, I didn't want to be done with baseball. I didn't want it to, to go away from me. And I didn't really know the path at that point in time of where it would take me. Um, you know the coaching lifestyle is not a uh, a straight line progression there's some ups and downs and highs and lows and you never really know where you're going to end up um but I just knew I wanted to stay in it and I, I fortunately I surrounded myself with some some really good people that are doing big things at pro ball now that gave me a shot to to coach in a in a high school setting in a summer ball setting um right out of college um and then had you know the same connection was able to get me over it at University of Washington to help out there and, and progress and learn baseball at a higher level. Um, so the people that I've been around with uh, have been so fortunate, you know, to, to be touched by them, to allow them um, for me to get put in the right people to be able to be in the position I am now. But, but that network is, is the sole reason why I'm able to be where I'm at and, and very fortunate to have, you know, the group of guys and be able to work with the people that we have here at St. Martin's right now. Well, I, I know I speak for not only just the administration, but, you know, everybody who's a uh, Saints baseball fan, we're fortunate to have you here at SMU. So 
Kelly Gao, thank you for taking your time to jump on over here for the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Go Saints. All right. Well, let's now go ahead and break down the Saints of the Week. One of my favorite moments to do. And there were a lot of sports happening. So this was a very tough one for sure. A lot of back and forth. But ultimately, your winners are on the women's side. Mikaela Worthy for women's track and field, taking that first place finish in the 100-meter dash. She came out of the gates on fire, 12.46 seconds. There was no stopping her at the PLU Open. And for and for base or excuse me, and for the men's side, it's Josh Schultz taking it as well. His first place finish in the long jump, 6.67 meters, absolutely tearing the cover off the competition he took home a first place finish as well so track and field sweep the awards and that's going to be your saints of the week congratulations once again to josh schultz and Micaiah worthy for their performances at the plu open let's go ahead and, and take a look at this week's action and you don't have to wait long as this podcast as you're hearing it, if you're hearing it on monday or tuesday there's Saints action happening right away. Men's and women's golf, they're beginning their seasons at Livermore, California, at the Poppy Ridge Golf Course, playing down there. Women's golf was the last program to stop competing in, in early 2020, and they're one of the last to get going here in 21. So men's and women's golf playing both Monday and Tuesday. And then... We go all the way to Thursday, women's soccer on the road at Northwest Nazarene for a night game, 6 p.m. You can catch the live stats and video on SMU Saints. And then on over the weekend, we got women's soccer still on the road against Northwest Nazarene. And then it'll be softball on the road against Western Washington. They start their GNAC play at noon both days. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you once again to our guest, Kelly Gow, for stopping by. And we will see you all next week. Go Saints!